We discussed last week the explanations that the Heilige Chavis Halavavas gives for why we go to work every day. And the Chavis Halavavas explains that the reason we work has nothing to do with earning money. It's actually to put us in a position where we're faced with Nisyoinus, also to keep us out of different types of trouble, as we learned last week. The Chavis Halavavas ends, and he says... This would bring us to the conclusion that one who is naturally already attained the Madrega of an Oived Hashem and he's not interested in Chemdois Hamagunois, in lower temptations, and he's looking only for Midois Toivois, and he's not lazy to serve the Rabbeinu Shalom properly. Such a person, the Rabbeinu Shalom, would free from the need to toil for his sustenance because this, he's already he's already an ish mesukin, he's already fine, and he doesn't need to go through all the nisyonis of earning a panos in order to refine his character. And he says, so it is that one who is on that madrege panososoi tovi elov beloi tircha, he will get his needs, his sustenance without having to go through the burden and without the toil and the yegiyah, as it says, Layarav Hashem Nefesh Tzadik. So says the Chayba Salavavis, which brings us to a great question, which the Chayba Salavavis asks, the great and deep question, a numbing and heartbreaking question, if so, why is it that we see Kamat Tzadikim, Many righteous people, don't have what to live from. Through much effort and toil, they have to expend in order to put food on their table. And why do we see that sometimes those who are wicked, those who are unrefined, manage to have whatever they want and live in goodness and in sweetness? And the Chavaz Olavavah says, this is an ancient question. This question was asked by the Nevi'im. Why do we find that the way of Rishoyim is often full of Hatzlocha. Why do we find that a tzaddik whose erchatz ben and kapay, who washes himself and cleanses himself of chet yet nagua kolayoim, finds himself plagued by tzoros and yisurin constantly? And this is the question that Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hakadosh Baruch Hu, "Adiyani We want to understand the deep secret of tzaddik veraloi verosha v'toivloi. So the Chayvah Salavavas tells us, the first thing we have to know is that we can't understand the answer to this question. The answer to this question is known only to Hashem, and it's not within the ability of a human being to attain this, to be masayit, to understand the reason. But what we do have to know, he says, is that l'chol echod ve'echod, for every single person, for every single situation, for every tzaddik, there is a different reason. A separate sibba, why HaKadosh Baruch Hu is testing him with these particular yusurim, with yusure aguf, with anias, with poverty, with trouble, with difficulty. And there is a different reason for every single one of the Rishoim, who's shori batoiva ba'olam hazeh. And since the reasons are so sprawling and so disparate and it's so impossible to get a grasp and understand what all the reasons are, therefore no one can ever know the reason for this. But at the same time, we have to understand every single thing that happens to us. 
There's no such a thing. Something went wrong. Something went right. I don't know why, but it had to be that way. When we understand that we're controlled by Rabbeinu Shalolam, who so, so, his godless, is so beyond our understanding, we realize automatically that there's not a mistake in his judgment. This week I had to travel. And I had one of those e-tickets. You know, you don't have to wait online to check in. You just put it into a computer. And everybody's standing online. They're putting in their things. You type in the numbers. And a boarding pass comes out. And I'm going, I'm putting it and typing in the numbers. It just doesn't go. Keep saying invalid entry, invalid entry. I'm trying again and again. Finally, I call over the supervisor. And he tries and he tries. And it, well, they let the next guy go. And the next, each person, it seems to work. Now, he says, obviously, there's something wrong with your ticket. Says, if it wouldn't work, the other guys had close up the computer and say, well, the computer's out of order. Obviously, there's something that I'm doing wrong because it doesn't enter our mind. A computer could be off. Now, a computer could feasibly be off. It could be there's a mistake. But if I look and I see that everything else is in perfect synchronization and calculated and working in the best of order, obviously, there's something to do with me that I don't understand what has to be done in order to get this thing to be working. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his The endless depth of the Hasog of the Machshov of the Rabbinish is so beyond us. For every single event that happens to us in our life, there is a Siba, there is a reason. Yet the Khaibasalabas continues, even though it's impossible for us to understand this. And Shlaima Melech already said that. It's beyond human wisdom to grasp this, as it says in the Posik Hatsur Tomim Pooloi Kichol Derachov Mishpat Hakadosh Baruch Hu's ways are perfection, are tmimis. Yet the Chayvus Alavava says, "Becholzois." I would like to give a little bit of hesper. A few of the reasons that we could understand why things in the world appear the way they are. This will make it a little bit easier to understand somewhat this difficult question. And he gives a list of different reasons, and many of the reasons are well known to us. He says sometimes HaKadosh Baruch will bring Yisurim to a righteous person. Because it could be because of one Avera that he had in the past that needs to have a ticken. And the Rabbi Yishab doesn't want to have that he should suffer in Olam Abo. And he wants that he should get through with it and get the ticken in Olam Hazeh. He wants to give us good in the end. Sometimes HaKadosh Baruch will bring Yisurin on an Oved Hashem to show everybody else how he's makabel besimcha. It will save upon him Yofis even when he's suffering. And this will be a chizik to others who will learn and how often that's true. We look at an Erlich and we see what he goes through and we see how his Makabal B'Simcha gives us all a, a chizuk to grow in our own Avoides Hashem and the Ebeshtah has his chesh with him and he'll get schar for all the ziki around that he gives according to his behavior. There are other Musag, Nechai Vosalavavah says, of sometimes a tzaddik who suffers for others, who suffers for the Avoides of the door. But for every different type, there are Yisur and the Svarim tell us that appear to be Yisur but Bechlal Sharim told a Meiser, he once wanted to be Mechazik somebody, and he told him a story, a marshal, about there was a man who knew and understood the language of the birds. And he used to sit out in the fields and listen to, he was a great wise man, he used to listen to the birds talking. And there was somebody who saw him walking around in the fields, he says, what are you? Finally he got out of him and he's listening to the birds. He said, I gotta learn, you have to teach me how to do this. This is a, a knowledge, a wisdom I'd love to have. 
He says, no, it's not worth it. He says, no, please, please. And he begged him and he mooched him until he, he said, I'm telling you, you're going to be sorry. This is not something you want to know. No, I want to know, I want to know. Finally, okay. And he spent a few weeks with him, however long it takes to learn bird language. And he taught him the language of the bird. And the fellow was very excited. He's going to try out his new skill. And he goes out into the field. And that night he hears how next Tuesday, his name was Yankel, in Yankel's warehouse there's going to be a fire and all of his wheat is going to get burned. He was so excited. He went quickly and got some haulers to take out all of the wheat. And a few days later, there was taka fire and all of his wheat was saved. Ah, oh, Yankel's such a genius. And then the next day he goes out and he hears them saying that the price of silver is going to fall drastically on Monday. And he quickly went and sold all his silver and he shorted the silver market and he made a fortune. And then he heard the other time they were saying that there's going to be a Geneva in this and this store of his. And he went quickly and he had police and they caught the gun. Unbelievable. And he was saying, he just couldn't get over. Look at this. Look what he's got. He's got all the information beforehand. And then on one night, he listens to the birds saying how tomorrow Yankel's going to die. Now, what does he do now? Where does he run? So he goes back to his teacher and says, Tell me, I, I heard the birds saying that tomorrow is. He said, Didn't I tell you you shouldn't want to learn the language of the birds? Had you not known the language of the birds, your warehouse would have been burned. You would have lost money on the silver market. You would have sustained the Geneva, and then you wouldn't have had to pay with your life. The Rabbeinu Shalom had planned all these Yisurim for you because there was a worse Gezerah. As Chazal tells us the story of Yeshua ben Levi, who met Novi, and he asked, take me with you on one of your journeys. Eliyahu said, warned him, don't come with me. You won't be able to bear the things that you're going to see. And Yeshua ben Levi said, Afal Pikain, I want to watch you. And they went together, the Medrash tells us, they went to a house of a poverty-stricken couple who lived out in the woods, and they had this one cow who nourish them and they were macabre them to save upon them they were so macabre them they opened the doors and they were so nice to them and it was mamish an unbelievable ahavas Yisrael that they showed to them and on the way out Eliyanov he goes to the barn and he gives a little tap on the cow's head and the cow dies and Yibshu ben Levi says, how could you do such a thing to such people? And the message goes on, different stories that went on, we treated this one that way. And he says, he says, how? He says, he says I told you you won't be able to bear what you're going to see. I told you you won't be able to bear. He says, but tell me, but tell me what's going on. He said that that night there was a gazelle on this man's wife who was Chavavol of Kigufa, who he loved so much that she was supposed to be nifter from the world. And instead I went and gave a tap on the cow who was the source of the nourishment. And with this, through the Yisurin that they suffered, it saved her life. And so on and so forth, he went to explain. So many things that we think are Yisurim aren't Yisurim Bechlaun. The Swar Magdashim tell us there are things that are connected to previous Gilgulim and Cheshboinus al Cheshboinus, which would raise a little bit of a question. So since we know all these answers, why didn't the Nevi'im know all these answers? It seems simple enough. We know, we know so many stories, we know so many answers, so many reasons why Hashem does what He does. And it seems like Moshe Rabbeinu should have been able to understand this. Yirmi Anobi should have been able to understand this too. What was the big secret at the Chayvah Zalavavos? is Magdin Ashtoyim HaMelech says that we cannot grasp it and the greatest Chacham in the world can't understand it. It's a Moiridik an extraordinary Pshat. I saw in the neighbor of Shlomo Kluge. He explains the Chazal. Chazal tell us that when they were taking Rabbi Kiva to be killed, the Romans tortured him before he died. They tore out his flesh with iron combs. 
And Yotza Nishmasei Be'echad, he was saying Shema Yisrael, and his soul left him with the word Echad. And there was such a clamor in Shemayim that the angels, the Malachim, cried out, Zu Teirah V'Zu is this Teirah, is this the reward for Teirah? And the Eibishter answered them, be quiet or else I will be Machzir Es Ha'olam L'Toyu Vavoyu, I will return the world to the state of desolate emptiness that it was before Bria Sa'ilam of Toyu Vavoyu. And Abshalem Kluge asks, what kind of answer is that? What is that? Either you tell them, look, you can't understand. Or you say, this is a, a difficult question. I don't want to answer you. What do you mean? If you ask again, I'm going to have to destroy the whole world. What kind of answer is that? Abshalem Kluge is something amazing. He tells a Moshe. He says there was a king who wanted to make himself a beautiful golden beggar, an article of clothing that was to be fashioned and sewn out of gold and silver threads. And he hired an expert tailor, and he gave him very expensive gold and silver thread and said, you should sew for me a garment. And he made a beautiful garment, and the other ministers of the king were very jealous that this tailor managed to bring such a nachasruach, such pleasure to the king. So they decided to inform on him, and they went to the king, and they lied, and they said, you should know that he's a thief that you gave him all this expensive material, a lot of it he pocketed, and he only used what he needed to finish the garment, but the rest he kept for himself. And the king was very upset, and he calls him over, and he says, I hear that you stole from me, I gave you all this expensive material, what's going on? He says, Your Majesty, I promise you, I didn't take, I, every single piece of thread is accounted for. He says, no, why are they saying that, you, that, that, that you're a thief? He says, Your Majesty, you know what, the only thing I can do to show my innocence is, you know exactly how much thread you gave me. Let's take this beggar and tear it apart to shreds, separate every single thread from one another, and then we'll be able to count and we'll see that the calculation exactly stems with exact amount that you gave me. But without destroying the beggar completely and taking it apart and unraveling it, I'll never be able to prove to you the truth of my actions. Dr. B'Shalai Mekluge, this is what the Rebbe Yishlam answered to the Malachim. You want to understand in order to understand this, I have to unravel the entire world to explain this to you. I have to go back to the beginning of Bria Sa'ilam and bring the world back to Toyu Vavayu and separate every single thread and every event and every act that ever happened and transpired because they're all connected and interconnected again and again and again for you to understand why this event had to happen. So the Nevi'im, the Nevi'im saw things in the Aspaklaria of Nevu'ah through the lens of prophecy. They had a clarity and a depth, the highest level of human wisdom that a person can attain. Yet it only reached Chochmah. You can't transcend the world to understand the answer to this question. Of course we know there's in Yonam, there's a Cheshben. But to really know the Sibba for each and everything, for how I have to go to before Bria Sa'olam, I have to have total control and knowledge and grasp and about every drop of information that ever happened since the inception, since the first moment of Bria, which is impossible. That's what it means, the Pisrain is unattainable. It can never be known. And it's not just the past, it's the future. Many times events happened 
that are connected, connected to previous generations, connected to future generations. In the times of Chaim Velozhna, it was either a Moshe, who was a very wealthy man. He owned forests and lumber businesses, and he was a tremendous Baal Tzedakah, a very beloved person. And suddenly his business took a turn for the worse, and he was bankrupted, he lost everything, and he was left mamish a pauper. And the people were so upset, they were sitting, Tabi the Chalmers are trying to imagine, what could be the cause for this? There's nothing the Yid ever did wrong. Till the only thing that came out, they could think of one Aveira that he did. He was over, and what it says, Hamavaz was al Yivaz was Yosem Mechaimish. That person shouldn't give away more than a fifth of his fortune. It says, probably this is the only Chedi ever did. And the, the Rabbi Chaim said, no, that's not the reason. It says, let's wait. And this Reb Moshe, since he had no longer any panasa, he sat himself down in the Besmedish. And he realized that he had a very good head for learning, which he never knew he had before. And he began to learn with a gewaldige hasmod and a gewaldige behiris. And he became a great Talmud Chacham. His last name was Soloveitchik. Reb Moshe Soloveitchik. And he was the Zayd of the Beis Halevi and Reb Chaim and the Briskerov, one of the greatest dynasties of Torah that graced Klal Yisrael, that Klal Yisrael had, had the schus to learn Torah from. And Abchaim Velozhna said that in the matziv that he was, he didn't yet have the schus to be mamet to establish a chain of Torah greatness. He needed to go through this one last phase and this was going to propel him into a world of Torah where he was worthy with this to establish such a shalshelis. So what happens to us is connected to our past. It's connected to our future. And it's impossible for a human being to put his finger on something and say, this is the reason, and now I understand. Now, the Svarim HaKadoshim tells us, Chazal tell us, the greatest madrega that a person can reach, the Darga HaChi is one who is Mekabal Yisurin Be'ahava. We learned those who learned Afyayim, we learned the Gemara this week, about Rabbi Lozabar Rabbi Shimon, who suffered terrible, terrible physical yisurin all over his guf. And when he died, Rabbeinu HaKadosh Rebbe wanted to marry his almona, and she said, even if you're greater than him in Torah, I don't know, but you certainly cannot be greater than him in Masim Toivim, because he was Makabal Yisurim B'Ahav, and that Madreya, greater than that, there cannot be. And the Gemara tells how later, Rebbe also was Makabal upon himself, Yisurim, he suffered terribly. And the Gemara said he had 13 years of Yisurim, but even that didn't equal to the level of Rulazah Rab Shimon. And the Gemara tells us, Rashi tells us, in Masech Sanhedrin, that the Melech HaMoshiach, even after having all the milers that it needs, one needs to be a Melech HaMashiach, he's also going to have to be a Baal Yisurin, who is a Chosid Gomer, who is Mechabal Be'ahav, and Loshna Maral Menesiva Yisurin, where he writes, Ein Lomailo Mimenu. There's no higher Madrega that a human being can reach than that of one who's Mechabal Yisurin Be'ahav. What does this mean? Why is it the greatest Madrega? Why is it the Darga Achigivoya? Let's look back at the story of Rabbi Kiva that we just mentioned. Rabbi Kiva was captured by the Romans and they combed his flesh with iron combs and he said Shema Yisrael was Yotza Nishmosoi Be'echot. And this event is described as one of the greatest toifois of Kabbalah's Yisurim B'yahava. Rabbi Kiva was Dovik in the Rabbinish Amtila was Yotza Nishmosei Be'echot. Rabbi Tzadik in the Sefer Urzeru Alat Tzadik teaches us something very revealing. When he discusses the Indian of Yisurin, 
We know there's a principle throughout all of Bria of Shlemus. For everything that there is in Ra, there has to be a mirror image for that in Toiv. For everything in Tumah, there's an equal mirror image of it in, 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 in Kedusha, in Tahara. And this principle holds true in every level, even in atoms. There's a, the law of physics for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's what Tmim is, and that's what Mishkol in the Bria means. Zokter Tzadik. Every Yisurim that comes onto a person represents a Dover Toiv, something good that's in store for him, that he could achieve, that he could get. And from the Yisurin and the way they are and what they are, a person could even be Meshire, a person could estimate what is the good result that can come from here because it's Midekeneged Mid and it brings Rayas from Psukim. And he writes, The Kach Kova Hashem Yisborach Sawa Kodesh established in the Bria. Shal Yudeya Yisurin Yiskelo Oisematono Shehi Hepecha Yisurin. Through the Kabbalah's Yisurin, a person can receive, and he will be zoicher to that matona toivu, which is on the opposite end of the spectrum of this pain. How al yidei hatoicheles v'hakivui l'Hashem sheyatzile mizeh through being mekave to the rebbeinu shaloylam, be mekayim kave al Hashem chazak v'yametz libecho, and having betochen in the rebbeinu shaloylam al yidei hakivui zoichim lekach. And all of Toiv, he says, is preceded, all of Yoim is preceded by Lilo. And that's the rule of Trilosan, Yisurin Vesoifon Shalva. When HaKadosh Baruch wants to give, he writes later in Sefer Tzitkis HaTzadik, when Rebbe wants to give someone a Matana Toiv, he has to be often preceded by a certain level of Yisurin that a person breaks through and they should be able to receive that Toiv. And this, he says, is the Mechuvan of Mashiach, Mashiach, which is the ultimate perfection, the ultimate goodness, the ultimate Tikkun HaSholem is the sum total of all of the suffering and all of the Yisurim that Kalal Yisrael went through, all the generations all that transposed into Toiv being Nishapeich into Toiv equals a world of perfection a world of Mashiach Tzitkenu so when one has a difficulty a physical difficulty an emotional difficulty a financial, a spiritual, something that's bothering him. He has to realize underneath this is a matona toiver. There's an opposite side to this story and I can attain it, I can reach it through betochen Bashem. The Goyen lost a daughter a day before her chuppah. That night his mother came to him in a dream. And she said to him, my son, you should know that if you would know what you accomplished when you were makabal this be'ahava, you would dance at the Leviah with the greatest simcha that you would have danced at her chuppah. As the Chofetz Chaim writes, the Yisurim are Moisheich they pull a person out of his Eurydice, out of his Tumah, and pulls him into the world of Kedusha. We have to realize that. 
that there's a toiv hatomun in all of the tzad the Rebbeinu Shaloylam sends our way. One of the Chavetz Chaim's Talmidim told over a story that there was once a family, a couple was meant to get married in Rabin, and there was a huge snowstorm, and the klezmer, the musicians, couldn't make it. And they had no one who was able to play. It says, I mean, they were walking down to the chuppah, they had some bachim for the yeshiva banging on pots and pans. And the Chavetz Chaim was looking out the window, he said, no, look at a chasna without music. He said, a life, when one doesn't go, one doesn't have Yisurim, has his oilam habas like a chasna without music. It says, the Yisurim that a person goes through in this world, that's the music in his oilam habo. You know, sometimes we hear the musicians tuning up, preparing for the wedding, a lot of squawking and, and, and noises that don't sound so good, but it's all preparation for beautiful music. Sometimes beautiful music. That's what's really going on. It's a preparation. There's a Rosh Yeshiva who lives in Eretz Yisrael, whose family was close to the Heilig Yechazinish. And he told this story. When he was 11 years old, he was sick, he had an infection on his lungs, and he was in terrible pain. He was taken to a hospital. And he had a visit. The Chazoinish and the Heilige Stipler came to visit him in the hospital. And he said the Chazoinish sat down on his bed, and he was stroking his cheek. And he said, the Yisurim are good for you, the Yisurim are good for you. In schus of these Yisurim, you're going to learn a lot of Torah. And he says, when I got into that, on the side, when he got out of the hospital, he said, I was walking down the street and the stipler didn't know I was out of the hospital. He saw me in the street. He jumped with such simcha to see me. I never saw such simcha on a person. He mummaged simcha out of the hospital. Now, let's take this a little further. The Gemara tells us in Masech Erichen, famous Gemara, Ad heichon tachlis shel yisurin. Till where does Yisurin extend? And the Gemara gives some examples that seem like quite easy things. One example is, you went to have a suit made and it doesn't fit you perfectly. That's an example of Yisurin. Rabbi Shmuel Ben-Achmeni said, you asked for a cup of hot water and they poured you cold water. Another, one, another mandama says that you wanted to put on a shirt and it was turned inside out. And finally, Rova, famous Gemara Vitaimir Rabbi Yitzhak said, somebody puts his hand into his pocket and he wants to take out three coins and instead he takes out two, or that's already considered Yisurim. And the Gemara continues. V'chol kach lomo, the tona de be'er Rabbi Yishmol kol sha'ovru olov arboyim yoyim below Yisurim kibel o'ilomoy. One who goes through this world with, for 40 days without any Yisurin has received his Olam Habo in this world. And the Maral explains. Beautiful Pshat. Olam Habo is the opposite of Olam Hazer. We're sent here, we're strangers in Olam Hazer. We don't belong here. What is Yisurin? Anything that counters the person. Anything that stands in my way, that slows my momentum of where I want to go, any difficulty at all, that makes it uncomfortable for me, that's Yisurin. As long as I'm uncomfortable, he says, I'm not a member of Oilam Azam, I'm a Ben Oilam Abu. If you move to China, 
and you speak Chinese with American accent, you're just not comfortable. The Rabbeinu Shalom says, you have 40 days, which is a schum. says, where one could be kind of a world, as Moshe Rabbeinu was kind of the Torah in 40 days. 40 days without something going difficult means that I belong here and not there. It means I'm comfortable here. Every little twist and turn in life. Go out and look at your car. Every single dent there is a reminder from Hashem that you don't really live here. And according to the level of the Yisurim, it shows how much of a stranger a person really is. The more Ben Oilam Habo, it can often manifest itself in a person having a tremendous amount of discomfort in this world, rather than being settled in. And that's what Yisurin is. Stopping our momentum. There's a geometric truth that the straightest, the quickest way to get from one place to another is with a straight line. Every time you have to turn, you're taking the long way. The word Yisurin is Miloshan Sur, turning, Loisosur. The turns, I can't go straight where I want, there are things that are blocking me. It's also the lotion of Vayosar. Vayosar Melech has Tabate, which means to divest, to forsake. Because when we want to make a turn, we have to slow down. We cannot continue in the trajectory the way we were heading towards where we wanted to go. We have to give way to something else. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is being Miyaseros. He's turning us and turning us. And the more He does that, the more He's teaching us. Like a father who tries to be mechanach, his child, he wants to teach him. Imagine if you have somebody who's a coach of athletes, he's training them for the Olympics, and he sees that one boy is exceptionally talented. What's he going to do with him? He's going to take him, he's going to make him run laps, and he's going to be on top, you work hard, and then you say, what do you want from me, what am I else? What I want from you is that you have the most potential. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is miyaser according to our talents, according to our abilities. And every stroke of Yisurin eventually turns into a Dovah Toiv. Like a father who hits his child and eventually the child grows up to be a Baal So every single good point, every patch has been turned into a Midah Toiv. It was Nishapech. We found the toiv that it was in there. As a Moiridike Medrash, the Medrash in Pashas Vayishlach, we know the story of Shechem and Dino. And the Medrash tells us that we find three Lashoynes of Chiba, of love that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to Klal Yisro. We are called Ahuva, Chashuka, and Dvuka, we're called Dvuka, and it says, Va'atem Hadveikim, Chashuka, Loi Meirubchem, Mikoloamim, Choshek Hashem, and Ahuva, Ohafti Eschem. And Chazal tell us all of these miles of Ahava, we learn, Mi Parshosoy Shel Rosho Hazeh. 
From the parasha of Shechem, we find all of these three lishoynes. Vayehav es hanaro, vatidbak nafshoy, Shechem beni choshko bevitchem. We find the lishoynes, the language of Ahava, Cheshik, and Dveikus from Shechem to Dina. And from here, we learn the relationship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Klau Yisrael. Zog de heilige ramami panu. In the Mukubalim, it's brought Dina were nisgalgal. They came back into the world later in the form of Zimri ben Solu and Cosby Bastur by the Maisa of Pinchas. And then again they were nisgalgal into the Neshomis of Rabakiva and Aishas Turnus Rufus. Brings that the idea we find that by Zimri ben Solo, there were Chof Dalit Elef, 24,000 who died in the Magefa, and these were the same 24,000 Neshamas of the Talmudim of Rabbi Kiva who died later on in the Magefa and the Yemei HaSvira. And this was a very, very long journey of taking the lowest form of Ahava and Cheshik and Dveikus and turning it into love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Klal Yisrael. And when Rabbi Kiva, at this final moment of Tikkun, he cleaved, he connected to the Rabbeinu Shalolam with such an unmatched Kesher in all of human history, no one came to such a level of the Vekus, that it was Yotzeson Nishmosai Be'echod, as the Svarim tell us, he didn't die, but he became so close to the Rabbeinu that he became one, and it was Yotzeson Nishmosai he was Mesakin, the Ahava and the Cheshik and the Vekus, and that's Echod, Echod, Rishetevis, Ahuvo, Chashuko, Dvuko. Which teaches us something extraordinary. Echod is Yichud Hashem. At the center of all existence. Do you know what's holding that together? The infinite and perfect and awesome, all-consuming love of Claudius Yisrael HaKadosh Baruch That's Echod. That's the middle of all creation. Rabbi Akiva knew all Kol HaTorah Kulo. He was the Shorish of all of Torah Shebaal Peh, which is endless. And yet, he was Dorish Kol Tag V'Tag. On the little crowns of the letters, he was Dorish Tile Tilem Shalalochos. He knew all of Torah. Yet he said, Kol Yomai Nitztoarti. My whole life I had all the knowledge. But my whole life I was in Tsar. When will I be Mekayim? Because as the Chaybah says, it cannot be learned. And the Nevi'im can't be Masigit. But here we see something extraordinary. And here we understand the greatness of the level of the Makabal Yisurim Biyahavu. Because even though it cannot be understood, it can be experienced. When a person is in the space of a Makabal Yisurim Biyahavu, he's reached the level of Echod. As the Yismach Yisrael lights, 
that this avoider is the most precious avoider by the Rabbeinu Shalom, and he can't even get it even from Malachim. Only the Shekinder can do this for the Rabbeinu Shalom, can connect themselves to the Rabbeinu Shalom with such a kesha. And so we find many Gemaras about Rabbi Kiva. The Rabbi Kiva was going together with other Tanoim, and they heard the Koil Hamoyner Shalroim, and they heard the, 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 the sounds, the noise of the success of Rome. You were able to hear it for 120 mil, and the other Tanoim were crying, and Rabbi Kiva was laughing. Why was he laughing? They all said, look, look, Beis Hashem is through for Beish, and look at Rome, it's so built up. And he said, if, if Lamachisov came, if look at those who anger the Rebbein Shalom, look what they are, so imagine what's going to be Lo'oi Havov. Because Rebbe Kiva understood the side of being Mahapach, all that Ahav, all that Cheshik into Hashem Echod. And so we find that the same Rebbe Kiva, the Gemara tells us in the Makas, when he saw a fox run out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and everybody else was crying, Rebbe Kiva Sochach, he laughed again. Because he understood the side of Hapoche. And they said to him, Nechamtonu. There's another Gemara in Sanhedrin where everybody was crying, Rabbi Kiva was laughing. Because he understood, he reached that level of Ichud. This week, Sedra, we learn about the Mishkan being covered with the Uriyos. And they were connected with hooks. In Parshas Pekudei, Chazal tell us that the Litzonim, the scoffers, claimed that Moshe Rabbeinu had pocketed some of the Nedovah, some of the presents that were brought to the Mishkan. And Moshe Rabbeinu tried to count, and he couldn't account for 1,775 chalik of the Kikr Laodin. Until he found it, he went and he checked the Sholf, Vovim These were the Vovim, these were the hooks that were used to hold together. The Amudim, Vitsipa Roshayam Vikishak Oisam. And the Megala Mukas tells us that in this Vesholf he found the Shirish Nishama Vervakiva. And Rabbi Akiva is Nirmas and the Aleph, the Aleph Zeira and Vayikra, Aleph Zeira is Begimatia Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is the Ois Aleph. We find by the Paraduma show you Moininess Yisro, and we don't understand it, but the Paraduma they said, Mat Umasayim said, Mat Tam Yesh Bedover. They came to taunt us, Moininess Yisro. What's the answer when we're being Moinin? We're missing the Aleph. You add the Aleph. The moina becomes emuno. When there's a discrepancy in the cheshboinus, Moshe Rabbeinu saw that he doesn't add things aren't adding up. Who answered the question? Echad, the Aleph, Rabbi Kiva, was the one who created the vavim la'amudim. The vavim are the connectors. The hooks. The masreika shalbazah that connected Rabbi Kiva to Shamayim. And we find the same Lashoinus, Vichishak Oisom. The Vav is the Oisachibur. And as we find by the Lulois in Parshish Truma, Vahoyo Hamishkon Echod, Vichibarto Esoyel, Vahoyo Echod. 
Because in that Mokayim, in that space, the Vav, the Goyim, teaches us is Mechaber Ovar Hoive and Osid. You take a word, you add a Vav. Hoyo is past. You add a Vav, the Hoyo becomes future. V'hoyo Hashem Lamelech. You take a word, Yehi, which means future. You add a Vav, Yehi, it becomes Ova. The Vav is the connection. And there it was near Maj, the Shoyrish Mishom of Rabbi Kiva. That is the mokoim. That is the connection. That is the space. And that is why there's no darga greater because it's greater than all of existence. It's before Bria. We know Mishanichnes Adar Marben Besimcho. Holding Chodesh Adar. What does it mean to be marbe? There's a meshachachme by the main Meriva where he explains that there are different attitudes towards the ribuy. An Adam Magushim, a physical oriented person, looks at ribuy as a ribuy in kamus, in quantity. A spiritual person understands that ribuy means a ribuy in eiches, in quality. What's simcha? Everybody has different simcha. You take a two year old, you want to make him happy. You give him a pot and pan and he bangs with a spoon and he's happy. Gets a little bit older, he needs to have a toy. What if you want to buy him a house? Won't bring him any simcha at all. It's too big for him, that simcha. He gets a little older. No. He needs a bicycle for his toy. He gets married, he needs a car for his toy. He needs, he needs there's no end. He needs higher and higher things to bring him simcha. Now imagine, I wanted to bring simcha, simcha to the chazanish. I'm going to buy him a present. I got a great idea. I'll buy the chazanish a brand new Lexus. It really won't bring him a drop of simch. It's much too small of an item to make him happy. If I can go and tell him a pshat and toysvis, I could go and tell him that this person had a child, or this person did a shidduch, ah, that's for the chazanish a simcha, because his simcha is much, much higher. But for someone who's on a lower level, those things don't bring simcha at all. I remember I had a chavar in Lakewood, who was so besimcha because they printed a new edition of the Ribatzulini on Sanhedrin with a new print. It was mamish moedik besimcha. No, how many people could be besimcha over that? The old one was fine for many of us, I assume. So, Mishanich means that we have to be marbe. We have to make greater what means simcha to us. What brings us happiness? And that depends on which world we live in. A friend of mine told me a story that one day there was a snowstorm, was a blizzard, and school was closed. And he thought his little daughter's going to be so excited that school is closed. She's crying and crying. I says, why are you crying? School but today was Frankfurt a day in school. He says, but you're staying home. Make your friend know nothing. Because in her little world, she can't understand the greater simcha. She has to be three grades higher to understand that school closing is even a bigger simcha than getting Frank's. Now, the world is really divided into, you can look at the world as concentric circles. It widens and widens, and each person belongs to a different circle where simcha is higher to him. And again, someone is an adult, right? He thinks, oh, now he knows what simcha is. Now, just like he understood that the child who had simcha from the Frankfurters, it didn't stop there, why is he so foolish to think, but now it stopped? 
By me it stopped. I know what's simple. You can't get happier. You can't want something that's greater than what would make me happy. Of course there are greater madregas. And that's the ribi, that's the ribi of Marben Basimcha. A marshal says, I'll give you a marshal. Imagine you have a big corporation. And you have guys in the basement who are on the loading docks. And you have the guy upstairs, the, the CEO, he's sitting on the computer, sitting in the meetings, they're marking off the charts, going up and down. Now, the guys in the loading docks are having their little fights and machloiks and about who came first and who came second and you took my wagon and this and... And these are very, very important issues to them. The person on top, he couldn't care less about what's going on down there. He needs to know the bottom line. Don't be like those who are just makabal pras, who are just taking your salary. Be like the balabos. The balabos has an oilam habadika. Look, he's looking at things from a much higher point in life. My attitude to life, what's my vantage point? Where am I looking from? And when one raises his sights, Simcha becomes bigger and bigger until he reaches the level. There are tzaddikim who it says, There's a place in this world. There's a madrig in this world. And in that, there are, of course, many, many levels. There's an impartial to Eden. And the Chazal already said, Because as the Maral explains in Nefesh we're afraid that we won't know how to deal with Yisurim. So we tell the bunch that we don't want them. But if Chalila is nigzer on a person Yisurim, that different days, the Heilig Yislanimer once said, he said, even if a person can't be misameach with his Yisurim, even just knowing that he should be besimch is a grace madrege by the even just knowing that that's how he should feel and he can't feel like that is a nachas ruach. And then there's a madrega of one who has simcha. He knows of the kapora savoinish that it's bringing him. He knows of what he's going to gain from it. He doesn't have simcha from the yisurin. He has simcha from the toitzah of the yisurin. He's menachem himself with that. As the Chofetz Chaim once said, said, imagine if you owe somebody a million dollars and he lets you pay back a tenth of a cent on the dollar. Do we know what the Oynish is for an Avera? The Heliger Ramban writes in Sharagmul that if a person were offered a choice to go through 70 years of Yisurayir or to suffer one hour in Gehenim, he would see what Gehenim is, he would choose 70 years of Yisurayir. And here, so the Chofetz Chaim, we can pay off millions with our little difficulties. And this is how we have to be mechazek ourselves. The Regis Chochma, he writes, he writes about Yisurei Aguf. He writes, greater than Yisurei Aguf, are Yisurei HaNefesh. When someone has emotional pain. Greater than Yisurei HaNefesh, which wipes out endless amounts of chatoim of his yoinus. Somebody suffers shame. Terribly, terribly painful. The smallest amount of bush a person can't bear it. People have given away a lot, and Rahman was long. People even gave away their lives not to go through a bush. But what a little bit of bizyoyness does for a person. 
The Bizyoinus and Oilam Habo. The Goyen writes that the Rabbinah Shalom gives the Neshama special chiyas, should be able to live through the Bizyoinus or else he would die. We wouldn't have the Koyach. And so it doesn't go a person's way. He should think. Who knows how much I was zoichet to now? How much I cut out? And then there's the highest madrega, where a person is someach with the yisurin themselves, not just with the results. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu is being mechanech me. He's teaching me. He's being moichiach me. Moichiach is a lotion of forcing. He's forcing me to be good. He's bringing out my hidden koiches because he wouldn't give me the Yisrael if I didn't have the koiches. Zabiyonis and Ibshitz once said, Shad in the Gemara, it says, David HaMelech said, Mizma l'david b'varachim, and I have a shalom b'noi. The Gemara says, Mizma l'david, he sang, he should have said, a kina l'david. The Gemara says, no, David HaMelech thought, until now, I thought, I knew that there's going to be, the Bayan said, that someone is going to rise up against me from within my household. Till now, I thought maybe it would be a servant or a mamza. Now that I saw that it was my son, so Mizma l'david says, well, I mean, that's, that's the worst thing in the world, that it should be his own son. Why would that be cause for happiness rather than for sadness? Had it been an Eved or a Mamza, that would have been a normal occurrence. If my own son rises up against me, that's so clearly the Yad Hashem that I see HaKadosh Baruch is being metapal with me personally. He's being mechanach me, mizmoy l'david, b'vach never shalom b'noy. The simcha of that connection of the Chazanish writes. These surah are a direct kesher, a direct message from the Rabbi Shalom to us. It's the relationship of Echot, which is beyond understanding. It can only be felt, it can't be understood. A difficult madrega. We say in Yiddish, we shouldn't be tested. As Chazal tell us, there are eights, that a person can achieve the shleimus that would need Yisurin, because Yisurin is a chesorin in the guf. The morale explains, be mechaser our guf ourselves, give away of our time for Torah. Give away of our energy to help others. That goes and accomplishes in the place of Yisur. And it's mechasrin ba'oyf and acha. We should only know from simchas. We should only know from besuris toivus. We should only know from shleimus. Until we'll be zoichetake to the perfect shleimus and the perfect tamimus of Bias goyal tzedek. Amen.